This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 10 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. No matter where you're from, it's hard to ignore what's going on in the United States as of May of this year. The killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer ignited massive protests and widespread riots across the country. COVID and an approaching election did nothing to calm the storm. When something this dramatic happens to Israel's most powerful ally, it's especially hard for Israelis to ignore. Unrest usually doesn't bode well for either Israel or Jews in general. Today we're with an old guest of the podcast, Ophir Dayan. Ophir studies at Columbia University in New York, and she's the head of SSI, which stands for Students Supporting Israel. My last semester is as president, but yeah. Okay. Just making sure. She joins us today to talk about right in the middle of the intro. (laughs) No better time. Because when we we copy-paste and then I realize, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so she joins us today to talk about uh, the unrest in the United States and what it all means for the people who will probably end up being blamed for causing it all the jews so thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us <laughs> thank you us. for having me how are you um good i just want to say it's not end up being you know accused of starting it all we already see like road signs in in california you know oh, yeah. on, on bridges saying jews want unrest yeah i saw that yeah. oh really yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so it's already happening so yeah you can update your intro it's already okay. there well, we're going to have to change that bit anyway yeah. because, you know, <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> no, it's all good. So um, what's it like? I mean, what was it? You, you just came back. You told us about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. What was it like there for that? I mean, you that means you were there from May until um, middle of July. Yeah. yeah, I came back in July. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty insane. It's apocalyptic. You go in the street and on the one hand, it's completely empty. But when it's not empty, there are mass riots outside, you know, Um, and not just riots, just like people marching in the streets. Um, I've been uh, volunteering with this Jewish organization um, before I came to Israel. And um, whenever I used to come back from um, their volunteering station to my apartment, I used to see like people marching down the streets with signs. um, um, Obviously, Black Lives Matter protests um, and when I left there, it was right in the midst of it. I mean, um, you could just walk down the street and all of a sudden see, you know, like 500, 600 people marching towards you. 
um, chanting um, and protesting. Um, and the interesting thing is that even the people, the bystanders, are very involved in the protests. Um, people are standing in the streets, um, clapping their hands. Um, people, for example, um, shopkeepers would go out with bottles of water and hand out water to the protesters or, uh, you know, just clap, cheer them on. Um, so the public, at least in New York, was very involved. Um, even in cases, for example, I, I witnessed a protest in Central Park. Um, and even people who, you know, would typically would not be, you know, in for a protest, they have families with kids um, on a Saturday afternoon trying, you know, to relax, have a nice picnic, and they see 200 people chanting and screaming. Um, even them were, um, you know, they were very supportive of it. You could see that people are, you know, telling their children, look at this protest, this is you know, what a model citizen should look like. Um, so I feel but like... Were, were, I mean, did you witness unrest as well, like riots? Because at first you said riots, but... So so my, the area that I lived in, in Manhattan, uh, did not see much unrest. I did uh, witness a lot of protests, um, but I never witnessed something violent or... But you um, saw the streets getting closed up, the, the shops, yes, all the viral course, videos we course, saw. Yes, of course, of course, of um, course. I even saw, like, um, one time, like, 600, 700 people, like, marching together and screaming and chanting, and, and the roads were blocked, but um, never something like the images we saw of looting, although I, I, you know, obviously know it happened because we, we saw the pictures all the time. Um, and I heard from my window every single night you know, police cars and um, different sirens uh, responding to, to the unrest. So um, it happened. I um, tried to avoid okay. <laughs> being in yeah. these places. Um, I don't think it's the nicest thing to be with, you know, to be witnessing people yeah. looting stores. Um, it's not my cup but of But did you feel the general situation, the safety situation in New York deteriorated? Um, I think it depends where you go. I think in certain areas in New York, for sure, people were scared to, to go to. Um, I think that, um, you know, around the major areas where they were looting and, you know, the protests became more violent, I think people um, definitely avoided. Um, I know that even, you know, again, we didn't go out much that time because it was all like also Corona. Um, but I know that many people, you know, really preferred to uh, meet in certain places and not in others to mm -hmm. avoid um, the protests because in, in some cases, they did become violent. And I think uh, the scariest part is that um, you can never tell when and which of these protests is going to get violent. Mm -hmm. um, it could just happen, you know, in an instant because um, it really depends on how the police reacts to the protesters. Um, and every little thing can, you know, set something off. I wonder, you said about how people are participating, cheering. But what about the people if someone happens to, God forbid, not agree? Because I saw this viral uh, video tonight from tonight in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, we're recording this like two days after. What's the name of the African-American? Jacob Blake. Okay, so yeah. we're recording this two days after that incident. And there were protests uh, overnight in Wisconsin. And I saw a video of a woman was sitting uh, at the bar outside a restaurant or something. Like at a food truck or something. I don't know. And, and masses of protesters surround oh, her. Oh, I saw that. I violently saw that. because Screaming she that wouldn't... Screaming silence is, is violence. She wouldn't participate. She, yeah. wouldn't, she wouldn't raise her hand in support of the 
I don't know of the protest. So they were almost lynching her. Like they were, they it was yeah. very threatening. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I saw that video and they were screaming at her that um, white silence is violence. Um, to me, that sentence is horrible. Um, it's I, violent. I, it's a violent I, sentence. I, I think. Yeah, and and I don't know what the fact that she's white has to do with it. Um, regardless, you know, like all the people who were chanting and screaming at her were also white kids. So that was pretty <laughs> weird. Um, and, and someone, uh, I think it was a reporter or something, even made that comment on Twitter that all these people are, you know, white kids who like hijacked the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think that's a very important point because I think many people generally would agree that the United States has an issue of racism. Um, they would think it had, it has this issue to varying degrees. I, I don't think everyone would agree that it's, you know, very, very severe. Um, but I think generally people would agree that there is an issue. You can't deny that, you know, African Americans are being shot by police more frequent than, than Caucasians. Um, but I think the protests were hijacked by people with interests that are not the interests are not necessarily the interests of the african-american community in the united states um i you know i don't think that it serves any interest of the black community in the united states the the pictures of of you know what you just described or or lynchings or, or looting uh, or looting um i think that if they're trying to prove that they are um, law-abiding citizens and they should be trusted and you know um, treated as any other citizen I don't think looting helps that cause so much um, and that's a reason that you see um, that a lot of these protesters are not necessarily members of the black community and I would um, just want to tie this to what I'm experiencing on Columbia's campus in many instances the um, um, students for justice in Palestine, um, you know, they are not Palestinians. They are not Arabs. They mm -hmm. are white privileged kids who want to feel like they're doing something good for the world. So they hijack that cause um, because that's what's cool right now. That's the cause that, you know, it's cool to advocate for. Um, and I feel like the Black Lives Matter um, movement was kind of hijacked in the same way. But uh, unfortunately, it's so rooted um i mean the black lives matter as a movement not as you know an idea is hijacked a long time ago i mean black lives matter for example is signatory to the bds um, um resolution um they officially the movement supports bds um and i don't think it serves any interest of the black community in the united states um i don't think if you ask you know the average african-american um trying to live their life in the u.s if they support bds i don't think they even know what it means or bd what yeah and and for example i can tell you that um last year or two years ago on martin luther king uh weekend i uh flew to alabama and hey, i did the civil rights trail my home I grew Best. up in Alabama. I had Birmingham, so Alabama. much fun. It's a beautiful um, place. So I did the civil rights trail, and yeah. we went to um, the uh, to where uh, Martin Luther King preached. Mm -hmm. um, and you walk in, um, and they hear you from Israel, like, and it's it's a black community. Um, and you go in, and and they hear, you know, they heard I'm from Israel, and they started hugging me, and like you're the daughter of God, and you know you're so great. And I think They're that evangelist. Um, I Many think, of them. yeah, Baptists. 
Um, so I think that if you go into that church and ask them, do you support BDS? Do you think it has anything to do with the Black Lives Matter movement? I highly doubt that these people would say yes. No, most of the Southern Baptist community and evangelists are actually very strong supporters of Israel. Right, so. and that's a very big portion of the yeah. black community in the United States. That yeah. way I think the Black Lives Matter is a movement kind of hijacked the idea of Black Lives Matter but don't um, you to think a way that, it, that doesn't serve the African American community. Don't you community. think it says something about a movement, if it, the, the hijackability of it? It says something about the 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 message do you really think that the the message of the black lives matter movement resonates with the black community um i think to a degree it does i think they do feel there is an issue i do think that they want to change it um i do not think many of them i don't know i am not you know an african-american myself so i can't talk for them but but I, I do believe that many of them would not want to do it in, in such a militant way. Mm -hmm. um, they would like to, you know, be more well integrated in society. They would like to do it through, um, you know, something I don't necessarily agree with. But, um, you know, uh, having quota, more quotas in colleges or, or in work you know, workplaces. Affirmative action. Yeah, affirmative sort. action. Yeah. Do you did you do you see that on Columbia that on the campus at Columbia University there's like is there discussion around these things? Is is it is there an open discourse or is there a feeling of like uh, of uh, I don't know that you can't say certain things. So Columbia is a very politically active campus, but um, mostly on one side of the political map. <laughs> um, so um, there is discussion, but usually, you know, it ends up being like, yeah, I support the Black Lives Matter, Matter movement. And the other person would say, yeah, me too. Um, and they would advocate and they would organize and they would go to protests together. But I don't. I don't think someone I don't think there are many people at Columbia who would publicly reject um, maybe the movement, yes, but not the idea. Um, as it should be. I don't. I don't think the idea of equality should be rejected. Um, but that's the that's the problem. But right? the problem isn't is with the movement, not the idea. No, but I'm saying, isn't it kind? Of, I mean, I don't know what the idea because Black Lives Matter on their website is like a is like an openly Marxist organization as well, that, which that's, I don't understand that's the, issue. the connection. But it was very early on a, a Marxist. Yeah, I mean, but the, the three idea founders, that African African Americans shouldn't be discriminated against, that they shouldn't be But, th but that's what I'm saying, it wasn't it wasn't started in that way. Like it, Right, it, the, so that's what I'm saying. The problem is not the idea that African Americans in the US should be treated differently. The problem is the movement that was created that is advocating for so many other causes that has nothing to do um, with that problem, original It's a cause. problem maybe to you as, an, as, an, as a Zionist. Right. But apparently to them, it's not a problem because they support it, um, right? I don't so know. I don't, I, I don't understand how, how can you be a Zionist? I'm talking about the Jewish community. Yeah, of course. And also support protests that are, I don't know what hijacked means. Like to me... Either they organize it or they either they're deeply involved or, or they're not. So as supposing they are deeply involved in the protests. So how can you support protests that are deeply in, that this organization is deeply involved in and also be a Zionist intellectually? It seems I mean, that's a very good question. I, I had a, many discussions about this issue with my friends who support Black Lives Matter. And and during, you know, the time of the protest that they were posting a lot on social media, um, showing support for the protests and I talked to them about it a lot and many of them told me you know what like 
this is a just cause and I need to put how I feel about Israel aside because it's irrelevant now. Um, I deeply disagree <laughs> with this. I think that if, you know, um, one of the biggest components of who you are is being a Zionist. How I don't can you think put it aside? I, I don't think you can put it aside. That's exactly was my argument. But for them, you know, um, first of all, I think some of them, uh, unfortunately, are you know, being American is more important to them than being a Zionist. So it's easier to put the Zionism part aside. And, and they think that, you know, supporting the protest is the American thing to do um, or the right thing in that sense to do. So it's easier for them. Um, but I also think that many of them, like myself, truly believe that Africans, Amer African-Americans in the U.S. are being treated unfairly and, and the way they are treated should be changed. Um, and they don't and they just support automatically the vehicle that is now advancing that which is the black lives matter movement which is where i diverge from them i think it should be changed i think the black lives uh, matter movement as an organization is the last body that should be doing that because they are toxic what why do you feel that i have to i have to yeah, go let's down go this there, okay <laughs> I have to. Okay. Why do you feel the? It's been nice. Twenty minutes <laughs> of civil. No, I'm. I'm very. I'm we, always civil. Let's I'm feel, never not civil. Let's fill fear in that, like a few months ago, like two, when it all began, we had an episode once a month. We do episodes. Just Ethan and myself, we chit chat, and we did an episode, uh, and we talked it's called about monthly recap. Monthly monthly recap, and we talked about uh, whether or not systemic racism exists. Um, and we lost many. <laughs> we got some hate mail. <laughs> for, I don't, I don't think we that. lost that many. No, but, but someone did uh, message uh, uh, my my the company I work at and tried to get oh, me wow. fired, which was uh, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm wondering why you think that blacks are, un are treated Look, unfairly in the US. I don't think you know the the head of you know the NYPD is sitting in his office like. You know, let's shoot some blacks. Today. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think that's what happens. But I think um, a police officer in a problematic situation is more prone to suspect a black individual than a white individual. And I mean, I don't think it's just a crazy thought that I have. If you look at the numbers, more blacks are being shot in these instances than white people and we need to understand why. Maybe the reason is because they are more involved in these kind of act. You know accidents or incidents or whatever you want to call it um and we need to ask ourselves why why are african-americans are more likely to be in a situation where they face an armed policeman but when we ask ourselves why mm -hmm. we cannot ask ourselves why if we are not able to provide all different explanations including right. explanations that are not pc okay right. we must be able to to say that there are some options, I'm not some answers. It's fine. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> I know you're not, but but many people so, are, and that so blocks. Why the isn't why isn't the answer as as simple as like blacks are involved in more crime? Because they're first of all because we need to understand why they're involved in more crime. I don't I don't think you could just say because that's the way it is. I think they grow up in certain environments that are that make them more involved in crime, and we need to understand why. But let me offer you know, a more historic perspective on this. Okay. Um, imagine yourself, you know, as a descendant of people who were forced, you know, 
I, I don't even, it's not forcibly, I mean, it is forcibly, but, but almost in an in inhumane way brought to the other side of the world to be slaves. And, and let's be honest about it. Um, the United States as a country did not do much to really make it better for them or to try to, to, you know, do anything to make them feel more welcome. I think that, I think that this, this, and, uh, and for, for years and until yeah. not very long ago, they could not eat in certain restaurants. They could not pee in certain toilets. They could not go on certain buses. And I don't think the United States, the official United States, if, if you can even call that that, you know, did anything to alleviate the pain that it has really caused the black community. And I had a discussion about this um, not long ago with someone I really appreciate. And he told me, you know what, if I was an African-American, I don't even know if I would be okay speaking English. Um, and when I thought about it, you know, I mean, these people have been through humiliation uh, to a degree that, uh, thank God, you know, we can't imagine. And and they don't feel like their country did enough to, um, to change their situation. So I, as an individual, yeah, I don't, I don't like um, affirmative action and I don't, you know, but I think there are things that could be done. Um, For example? For example, uh, educational programs. For example, um, I'm not saying, you know, giving them quotas in schools because I think it's dumb and it would only encourage them not to try as hard, but uh, maybe um, giving some sort of grants for, for teachers, better teachers to go to these schools uh, in, in heavily black communities and, and help the students achieve better grades so they can on their own go to Colombia and not need the quota at Colombia. Um, I think this is something that if the United States does now, maybe in, I hope, 50 or 100 years from now, the situation would look very different. But if, if you know, the United States does not do anything and, and even on a more like softer level, these citizens don't feel equal and they don't feel like their country is trying to do anything to make them feel like you know equal citizens no matter if it's if it's true or not i have a problem in general about also here in israel about dealing like deciding things based on what people feel like, i also don't like that you know, um, uh, but but in the end of the day um, it drives people to action I mean, what people feel drives them to action. It doesn't stay in the realm of feelings. So if, uh, for example, let's uh, bring it home for a second. If an Arab Israeli does not feel like an equal citizen, he is more prone to go outside and stab another Israeli because he... F and, and no matter if he's right, obviously he's wrong. Obviously, on paper, he's an equal citizen. Obviously, violence is not the way to solve it, even if he wasn't an equal citizen. But the fact is that it puts me in risk if they don't feel like they're equal citizens. I am more at risk walking down the street if they don't feel like an equal citizen. But that kind of answers to terrorism, because basically if you're saying that if people act out, then we should we should no. basically allocate more resources that, to the parts. Hold on to the parts of society that feel. don't fall in line, meaning. No. Meaning, no, but not just feel, but who don't because you're saying action, you're saying thoughts lead to action. And I want to prevent that action, so I should, you know, uh, f siphon resources, dump money on the p 
people that are thinking or feeling, you know, outcasted. And- I need to. Okay, we need to really make the distinction. Yeah. Terrorism is, has political aims. Okay, we don't. And and there is a difference between an Arab Israeli and you know Hamas is a movement who's trying to blackmail Israel to relinquish certain territories or do, that is definitely not something we should do and you know an outside enemy we should fight like an enemy but if um, we can allocate resources to a school in Umil Fahim um, and the kid in the school in Umil Fahim would have a better um, teacher who would teach him what it means to be a citizen of the state of Israel and he would understand um, I, I know it sounds really bad, but how lucky he is to be a citizen mm-hmm. of the state of Israel and not um, a citizen of Egypt or Jordan or even our new friends in the Gulf. Um, maybe that could be solved. But 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 to stay at home, uh, you look, for example, um, on the numbers of Arabs on on universities, and you see that in the past decade it grew, I think, in either 50 or, or 100 percent, I, I can't recall yeah. right now, but something like that, immensely, meaning that they are doing pretty well. And I it, know. And yet it doesn't help. So even if you do allocate those resources, it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't promise promise you anything. I, th- I think that today, um, obviously, I did not do, you know, a poll. I don't know it by fact, but but I think that today we see many more Arab Israelis integrated into society than we saw 30 or 40 or 50 years ago. I think it does work. And I think they do understand that they have better opportunities here. Also in America, you see the, the situation of African-Americans improving right. all the time. Right. And fortunately for Israel, we don't have so many cases of police brutality against Arab Israelis um, like the U.S. Ethiopians would claim that they suffer from the same phenomenon. Okay, but if you compare the numbers, it's not even... But the numbers in the United States, I'm not sure we're looking at the same numbers. I mean, I wonder what... I'm not talking just about murders or um, shootings or fatal shooting. But if there is such horrific police brutality, wouldn't it express itself at the most extreme levels? Not always. It could also be more arrests. It could also be, you know, a police officer arresting um, two, you know, kids uh, robbing a store and he would beat the crap out of the African-American kid and let the white kid go with a warning. Um, I mean, that's also police. But is there proof to this? Um, there are people who, you know, say it happened to them. I don't I, I don't go and check, you know, yeah. each and every one of them, you know, the CCTV to see if it happened or not. Um, but again, I think um, we need to understand that there is in the United States a collective feeling in the African-American community that there is an issue. It's not a matter not, of but one person. I'm not person. sure. I don't know. How I, do we I know was that? reading. At, a, least, I was... at least in New York. Um, there was a poll recently that that and I it's a shame that I can't quote where this poll is from but you know hopefully we'll put a link an at the important end. place but an important poll because it's going to sound like I'm pulling a statistic yeah. out of my ass but that recently I just heard it on the Ben Shapiro podcast that 80% of uh, African Americans actually want the same amount or more police in their neighborhoods makes sense so th- so I, I don't sent you this so amazing this... campaign political uh, video of this nominee in uh, I don't remember, Detroit. but in, Afri- in Detroit, yeah, amazing, amazing, video. yeah, amazing Kel- video. Something um, with a K, she, right? Yeah. She's running for Congress, and she made an amazing video of herself walking down uh, the street in Detroit and showing how the Democratic 
uh, mayors of the last 30, 40 years in Detroit really ruined the city and made it uh, one of and she you interviews know, the, the worst, citizens. Yeah, the war cities uh, to live in. And, and there are African-Americans um, in there who, you know, in the video who are saying, you know, I, I want more police. Um, but going back, I think New York in that respect is very different than other parts of the United States. I think that um, New York is more politically um, active than other parts of the United States. So the protests obviously were uh, larger in New York, um, but also people are encouraged in New York more to express their opinions. And um, but New York I'm, is not, good... I'm not sure the, the African-American community in New York or any community in New York for that matter represents any community at large in the United States. So, but New York is a great example because in New York there was, you know, ridiculous amounts of, like the murder rate was was like sky high until they started policing more right and they started doing things which aren't so pc like stop and frisk and then and the murder rate yeah, dropped but like you understand by, that there's by a half. difference between stop and frisk and shooting someone seven times at the back no no okay. of course so let's let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about, let's about it. it i'm not saying we shouldn't it. i think more policing is good but the question is also how do you police and if you police you know the if if, if you take the same actions against um, a white detainee that you take against a black detainee, I think. I don't think there's any proof, though. I mean, there was a, there's a great study also by John Werther of uh, Harvard University who actually said if you account for crime, that white people have a higher likelihood really? of being shot by police than... He's, he's black, by the way. Um, so it's not like he has, I don't know, some... Uh, some uh, White suspicion of the, yeah, but, uh, but, but I'm not sure there's <laughs> there's evidence that that black Americans and that's what I really again am it, and worried it goes about. back to the fact that this is how the community feels it's that's not a, that's a, problem. just about facts but I'm I'm not even sure that the community feels that way I wonder if I think the community in New York does I don't I, know I, I wonder if the community America. in Colombia does yes. and I wonder what percentage of that community is you know first of all black and what how how well connected they are to the black population in the United States? Because I'm not sure. Like I I don't think that BLM was hijacked. I think BLM hijacked no, blacks. That's what I'm saying. The movement hijacked the cause, not people hijacked the movement. But I don't think most black Americans think to themselves, "I'm being uh, uh, unfairly mistreated." Like. I don't, think mo- I don't think most black Americans think that I have a danger. Like, my number one problem is I'm going to be... Uh, oh, I don't think it's their like, number one problem. I think they're, you know, in, in, in their minds, I, I think. I, I don't know. Um, you know, their number one problem is not being able to find a job uh, or, you know, can't pay rent or stuff like that. Um, and it has to do with also with opportunities that they feel like they're not getting. Yeah. Um, it's not just a matter of police. Before we get to that, when you talked about the history of the African-Americans and what they suffered, like you told us, imagine, right? Imagine what they have been through. So I was thinking to myself, you don't need to go so far. Like I can imagine how it feels like when your entire family is murdered and you left by yourself and then you go to a country where you don't the only issue is you're not living in germany right that's that's it so yeah there are jews living in first of all there was anti-semitism in the 40s and 50s you don't live in germany that doesn't want to repent its actions Okay, but but you start, but, but, but starting but from the, zero. The official United States does not want to admit that it was the, wrong. So I think that does injustice to the to the amount that America has done to abolish slavery. And I know that that sounds 
probably ridiculous to many it people is. today because they've been fed so much. But um, the U.S., I, I think, did inc- I mean, if you look at the history of the United States, earlier than almost anywhere, they started putting in place uh, uh, legislation that started getting rid of slavery okay, early, but the early, fact early on. Is and they fought were and died. One of the last countries in the world to get rid of discriminatory laws, like the Jim Crow laws. Like, I mean, it, it lasted until not very long ago. Yeah, but I'm saying that the. the the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are like within them contained. Right, the seed but it doesn't matter abolished. if. Right, but but it doesn't matter if on the ground people are still slaves. But people weren't. I mean, early early on, already in like uh, eighteen, uh, the beginning of the nineteenth century in eighteen hundreds, where everywhere in the world there were slaves. The U in the U.S. there were free states. There were places where yeah, blacks but- could live. Oh, there was even blacks but who owned most, slaves. But most by of the, the black way. population was in the south, where they were still enslaved. And that's why they went to fight. And right. many people, white people, died, and black people died for that. But don't you? What I'm, I guess, my question is: Don't you think that that like dealing with the this the the past of either you know slavery, which is a hundred and you know over a hundred and fifty years ago, uh, actually almost yeah over a hundred and fifty years ago. Um, or with Jim Crow, which, you know, was also abolished 50 years ago, over 60, ago. 70 years ago. It's not that long ago. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. But, but it's gone. But it's, it's gone. It's in, it's, gone. it's in the past. There was, there's when no Israel black... did everything in its power to bring Jews from Yemen here, Yeah. black Americans could still not eat at a diner with white. In the South. In the south, in the south, yeah, no, but uh, most a lot of these blacks are protesting in New York, in it in, in Minnesota, which was free since the the order the the Northwestern yeah, Ordinance, exactly, which was in like eighteen hundred. But that's exactly the point, because they were protesting not as individuals who suffered. I, as an individual, suffered under Jim Crow, and now I'm protesting. They're protesting as a community because they feel they are collectively mistreated, not individually mistreated also individually so but I, the problem is is the collective mistreatment so i'm wondering again to, to, the, to my question do don't you feel it's like like to to just dig into, dwell. into the to yeah. dwell on the past too much instead of shouldn't there be leaders in the black community that are that are urging Maybe, but young I'm not black, black men it's not to, my there, role there to are say. like that woman we, why okay so that's because, a good point why why is it not your place because to say that is there, there something essentially different about a black okay, person l- let me let me say it this way okay yeah. i'm gonna talk about me because i'm not black i don't know how they feel okay i too you said you weren't pc <laughs> there's nothing that okay. because they're black it makes them feel different i i to this day don't buy um german products okay okay yeah we live in 2020 yeah and to this day, I would not buy any item that was produced in Germany or... Would you fly connection? In... No. Okay. You you reminded me no. of... I just heard an interview with... It's, what's her name? A, it's, a, it's a touchy point because I had to pay a thousand bucks extra not to fly through Vienna. Wow. Um, Which is I, not Germany, by it, the way. Uh, 
Germany and Austria is the okay. same for me. There's an Israeli um, journalist, oh, what's the uh, 20, Channel 20, Ellie Noel something, what's her name? Erit Linoel. Erit Linoel, who apparently has a book and she refuses to translate it to German. And I get it. I, to this day, I don't buy anything German and I don't want any German to come and tell me, you know what, it's been so long ago, like you should totally get over it, like you shouldn't dwell on the past, you know. It's just, you know, it's gone. Which it's they 2020. Say, right. And I don't accept that argument. it's my grief and And i will decide how i cope with it but that's the perfect example again i get i come back to the jewish example and if you look at uh, the u.s the same american jews because we yeah you still um i don't know have an uh oh i forgot the word but you're still angry with the germans right but you took your fate in your own hands and you built yourself a life and yeah and the jews in america who came in the 40s and 50s they suffered from anti-semitism from systemic the the Mm -hmm. the hollywood many of them were socialists they were uh hunted down by people like by the fbi and the cia the cia mainly okay and suffered that you had uh, in the campuses you had right jews couldn't i don't know until when it lasted but jews couldn't there were quotas quotas and and couldn't get into in, golf clubs in and universities like that. but that's exactly the thing i think i was so, misunderstood i'm not saying the african-american community should just sit at home not look for jobs and protest all day long that's not what i'm saying i think they should take active measures to improve their situation but at the same time it's their decision to make if the united states has done enough or not to um you know try and make them feel like equal citizens it's not my decision to make it's theirs and at the same time they should be actively trying to improve their lives they at the same time have every right to say you know what we don't feel like you did enough but there is nothing in the united states today that discriminates against a black man is is just as is just as equal as a white man so true so what there so, is nothing in germany today that mass murders jews i still don't buy any uh, german products not sure mass murder no no they're not committing genocide no they're not committing Unless it you know something but they're know. not committing it but the mindset and the basic anti-semitism okay, so is the still american community can argue the same that then there is systemic the, yeah. racism in the u.s and and in their minds you know and you know, there they are still have... active KKK cells in the United States. You like... can't argue with feelings, but I think it's it, it's it's a bit unfair to compare the United States, the United States' history with the, the black community with oh, Nazi I'm... Germany. No, 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 no. That's it's my, definitely it's my not. Fault. It's definitely not the same thing. Yeah, I... I should direct that at you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the same thing. Um, I... Yeah, definitely no comparison there. I think the Holocaust is, is the most horrible um, tragedy in human history and I don't think you, it can be compared to anything if we go back to the to the viral video from several days ago Jacob Blake. so I, I, I think it's it's a perfect example because okay the video goes out right to the web to the interwebs yeah. and we only have this video. We don't know what happened before. We don't know what happened after. Yeah. We don't know even what That's happened. Why I described it as it looks bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it I always it always bad. looks bad when someone's getting killed. I, I well, he's mean, not killed. Yeah, yeah that's he that's actually true. survived that. Is just he goes still? To sh- yeah, yeah, um, he's. he's going... I heard he's fighting for his life. Yeah, no, no, he's. Uh, he's uh, I heard. I heard he's. Uh, yeah. uh, well, he's not going to be able to to walk to, to walk. But any. he's. But he's in sustainable. He's stable. Con- yeah, stable condition. Okay, so it goes out. Nobody knows, but already 
it's everybody's, got everybody's like got an opinion and of course the riots begin and the violence begins we, well, and they fire the, the policemen only and like the protests are only limited to wisconsin which is very surprising i thought it would flare up to a much bigger thing um especially well, after still have time you know well yeah but i i you know i thought after barona tyler and um yeah and 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 you know it would flare up to something way larger than yeah. just staying in wisconsin but i think it goes to the point of like that you were making about feelings about like we're, we're focusing too much on instead of i don't know thinking about facts and you know what's the reality that it's I like agree. today everybody ha- can no. feel a different way and i mean i don't know you, you look at what happened with george floyd and you look there was just new footage i don't know if you saw this but no the, i haven't there was just new footage that came out recently that he, um, before, what I thought was the most, I mean, you, it's leading up to the to point where he's on the ground. And, oh, and I saw that. The, it's like he's walking out of the store and... No, it's from his car. They walk oh, up to I the car that. and they pull him out. It's horrific. I mean, it's horrific to watch any of these things. And I think that that needs to, that goes without saying, but has to be said today that it's not like, you know, anybody you get a, wants you don't get a kick to out see... Of it. Yeah, nobody wants to see someone killed you know it's not um but anyway you see that beforehand he was yelling um uh i'm gonna die i'm gonna die before they even yeah before they even got him on the floor like he was sitting in the car and he was yelling i'm i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and it i mean that seems like super critical to assessing the situation because it means that when he's on the ground all of a sudden there's a completely different context to him saying I can't breathe. I'm going to die. Okay. I, I think that's, you know, avoiding responsibility. I mean, the poli- a police officer should be trained to understand when he's killing a human being. Um, you should, uh, like, you shouldn't have to tell him, hey, yeah. I can't breathe. Like, if he pressures your neck for six minutes. <laughs> you don't think that that's important to, that if someone was, was no. acting unreasonably before and saying things like. It doesn't justify I'm- killing him. It doesn't justify, but it gives a different context. It gives a context that doesn't matter. He ended up being killed. Exactly. It doesn't but matter how we acted before. Killing he and, shouldn't be killed. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. That there's a difference between killing and cold-blooded murder. Meaning, yeah. you get what I'm saying? So there's there's gradations here. And like maybe Derek Chauvin you committed third-degree manslaughter or second-degree manslaughter. Yeah, but you can but you also don't... cold-blood murder someone who is acting crazy. I mean, the fact that he acted crazy does not make it less cruel. I'm saying you can do all, all, anything. Can but be I, true. I would understand. I would totally agree with you that we yeah. need more context and not just like these 20 second clips. But unfortunately, we don't get that. There's a point I gotta ask you about. <sighs> Are you? Do you consider yourself white privileged? No. Are Jews white? I don't, Are I Jews don't, right? I don't consider myself white. Is anybody all, white privileged? Um. I, I assume some people are. I don't know. Um, are Jews white? No. And are Jews no, American not. Jews? Are they white and no. are they privileged? Um, they are white passing. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm using these terms. Um, <laughs> what, what does it mean? That they could appear to other people as white, like they could be mistakenly identified as white and Unless treated as such. Skin color blind. Um, no jews are definitely not white i don't think there is even you know i mean there is disagreement on that but definitely jews are not white have you been called white privileged yes i've been called many things including a nazi but that's 
<laughs> irrelevant. The point, oh yeah. um, um, you know, join the club. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> been know. called everything on Columbia's <laughs> campus that could make me look bad. Um, yeah, um, but I mean, I don't think anyone. I mean, they try to, but I don't think it's disputable. I mean, Jews are not white. Jews are their own race, um, just as you have blacks and you have whites and you have, I don't know, Russians and you have uh, Asians, you have Jews. Privileged. But you don't have it on, uh, by the way, I was going through a process. Um, it, I was, I was, anyway, you don't have the, uh, the nationality of Jewish on certain diversity forms in different companies. Right. So for, for Colombia, for example, when they ask, for your ethnicity, I always like add the other and then write Jewish. Um, you had other? There was other. Yeah, so <laughs> I just click like, other and yeah. add Jewish. Yeah. Um, but it's not because like, I'm not white. I'm not yeah. black. I'm not Arab. Sometimes I, am I feel like uh, of like putting the African American one because I'm more African American than most African Americans. <laughs> I was like uh, my, my my father was born in Casablanca. My mother's side of the family is Moroccan, so I'm like three fourths African. And you are an American citizen. And I'm an American. And you're also Asian. So I could technically put African-American, Asian. but I feel like I might come across as a, a little bit of like Elizabeth Warren, so I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I think we're all Asians. Well, you are more African than Elizabeth Warren is, yeah. Cherokee. So I'm probably more Indian than she is, too, Native American than she I'm is. I'm more Indian. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and privileged are American Jews. Would you say they're privileged? I mean, I, I don't like to categorize whole groups of people is privileged yeah. or not some people were born in very nice families and they had the privilege of having very easy lives so yeah they're privileged some did not so they're not um i don't think you can collectively say the american jewish community is privileged or not i don't think any community is collectively privileged or not even if you're uh you know what i'll take it even further even if you're a male christian white american does not autom and rich does not automatically make you privileged you might have you know a really hard life and i don't know you're an orphan or something like that you're Maybe not super privileged. ugly and fat and then like life like, sucks and, for and, you and no, in life. i don't know right um i just i just don't like categorizing people as privileged or not i think that you know um i'm gonna sound super like liberal right now but i think everyone you know has their struggles and i think just categorizing a group of people is privilege and treating them as such and not you know looking at the individual and seeing you know what's their situation is i have to like say there's a, a horrible thing there's a bit of like some like a, a, a contradiction like a paradox yeah. when i when i was talking to you because on one hand i feel like you we've had you on the podcast before we talked a lot about ssi and and like on one hand, it feels like you are probably the least scared of PC and like the backlash of, of, of like non P saying non PC stuff. But on the other hand, I get the sense that you've been almost like somewhat Columbia indoctrinated <laughs> by no. the, by American. Um, I don't, I don't mind being, um, not PC. That's completely fine. I just, I, I really think that, um, you know, in some issues, we need to understand the, the reality and we need to look at how, you know, certain communities experience certain things that does like n not being afraid to not PC, BPC doesn't mean that I always have to not be PC. There are mm -hmm. certain things that, you know, are they happen to be PC, but they also happen to be what I think. So fair enough. Fair enough. So you're here till uh, 
January, January. Um, as of right now, because everything is online. Um, mm-hmm. How many tough. semesters are? Um, so I I'm just starting my masters at Columbia this coming Monday, um, so cool. two more years. Um, but um, what are you studying? We don't I don't think know. we ever asked. So I'm doing my bachelor's in international relations and then my master's in international security policy. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be. A mean person selling guns. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, arms <laughs> maybe, dealer. Maybe maybe. Why guns? Know, we'll Join see. NSO and sell our intelligence <laughs> secrets to we'll Arab talk countries. About it. I actually know the person who does your PR. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll join. Um, <laughs> and uh, have you visited the uh, Temple Mount and stuff? Um, yeah. Ophir is I an avid yeah. Temple Mount advocate. Um, yeah, actually, I had a, a a bit of a clash with the police there. Um, I don't know if your listeners are aware, um, but there are very um, crazy protocols when it comes to Jewish rights in the Temple Mount. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but the thing is, it's not even like you know coded in any rulings or something it's just very random like the police officer can on the spot decide you know what he or she wants to enforce or Mm -hmm. not or um not even enforce because it's not a rule (laughs) they can just you know um for the top from their head you know just decide what they want to do so i've been scolded for singing israel's national anthem atikva at the temple mount because apparently that's forbidden um the feelings prayers on the Temple Mount, right. right? You might harm the feelings of the. Yeah. See, I'm going back yeah. to feelings. When <laughs> um, <laughs> you say I was indoctrinated, just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but 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 it's pretty insane. Like, uh, you know, it, it's insane. Just imagine that. It is. You crazy. know, you're in the center of Israel's capital, and you're being scolded by an Israeli police wearing a patch with the Israeli flag for singing the national anthem. It's just insane. Yeah. It's weird because you know I'm 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 Jewish. I live in Israel. I've never been to the Temple Mount. You should never Let's go. But it just goes to show the kind of restrictions. But it's not just the restrictions. I don't know what I, I have think... to look for there. Okay, but but the, that's exactly the thing. I think um, you know it's a sharp move. But but uh, but the Israeli education system works. You know, extra time um hiding this place from from people i mean i grew up 12 years in a secular education system i have never heard the two words temple mount mm-hmm. um i think we are brought up to believe that you know the western wall is good enough um <laughs> close and enough. It's, it's close enough and in reality it's not you know it's just a supportive wall that had nothing to do with the temple um but they say you know it's good enough don't piss off the arabs you know just go there and you know stick your little notes in the yeah. And, Ariel Sharon and, started the second and, and, and just right? like go there yeah. you know right and and that's exactly the thing because they worked extra time in you know trying to to raise us to believe that this is you know what we should be praying towards um when in reality it's really not and Jews are allowed to ascend the temple mount and only when when a mass amount of Jews understand that they are allowed to do that we will start to to be able to demand our rights there because when it's a group of crazy people like me you know when we're like a few i don't know like 200 300 people like we can't really demand anything yeah although you don't like you wouldn't you're not the stereotype no, of I'm a crazy not. person who goes to the temple mount 
Well, yeah. You don't have mm. enough sleeves right now. <laughs> I don't have enough <laughs> sleeves right now. That's yeah. very true. Um, or or never, uh, <laughs> apparently. And, and that's also a thing, by the way. Last time I was there, um, I was wearing a shirt that like covered my shoulders. Like I don't know. And all of a sudden, they were like the Israeli police, not even the the Jordanian waqf, the Israeli police. Before we even ascended, they were like, "Oh, you should cover." And I'm like, um, "No, I've been here many times with like short sleeves." And uh, yeah. my shoulders are covered. I'm definitely not covering up. We went, we ascended, and the walk didn't even mention it. I mean, the Israeli police became stricter. More saints than the Pope. Right. They became stricter than the walk, which is insane. It's insane. We we have this mentality. I'm sorry, but like, it, it's crazy. We have the yeah. mentality of we've, you know, the Israeli police is used to being bossed around by the walk for so long that yeah. they just. We're like becoming strict. Like just we're having a good off. day. Don't ruin it for us. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I refused and nobody like said anything. And I ended up like not covering. Well, nothing because nothing was exposed. You went in nude. <laughs> yeah. Like and my were elbows totally were showing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, okay. So what can we plug before we go? Like you're on social media. Um, okay. So Twitter, Ophirdaya94. Yes. Um, Ophir, you spell it with... O-F-I-R-D-I-Y-A-N-94. Um, on Instagram, it's Ophirdaya1994. Um, and um, on Facebook, it's just Ophirdaya1. But most importantly, students supporting Israel at Columbia University um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You accept donations to the students? Of course. Um, so we accept donations through um, the Student Supporting Israel National uh, website. You can just type in Student Supporting Israel. And we're very clear about it. There's a huge red button say donate. Okay. So just click <laughs> Not it. Not shy. <laughs> Not shy. We, should, we, should we don't have buttons. a big red button. <laughs> yeah. but we also Where do you get those buttons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just buy them at the donation uh, yeah. store. Like you go there and they're like, oh, how much put, money like, do you want to get? <laughs> <laughs> the size of the button. Uh, you're going to need a big button. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we go, we have a new collaboration, a new yes. sponsorship. Yes, yes. We are uh, sponsored by The Forward. We're really proud to tell you guys we're sponsored by The Forward um, at forward.com. Yeah. Uh, you can go to forward.com slash TNJB. It's going to change uh, soon, hopefully, to 2NJB. Yeah, but yeah. For now but this it's... time, go to TNJB. <laughs> you don't want to miss it because you get a super, super special uh, discount. Uh, instead of paying 60 bucks a year, you get ten six months for 10 bucks. So check them out. Yeah, it's Sounds a great so subscription. Uh, uh, forward.com slash TNJB. Or 2NJB, depending 2NJB. on where you yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Uh, and also <laughs> subscribe to their newsletter because that's how you can get uh, news flashes also about our new episodes. Also, Arutz Sheva. Yes. IsraelNationalNews.com. Yes. Check them out. IsraelNationalNews.com. Nice. I used to write for them. Yes, really? they're very nice. Cool. They're very cool. They put our episodes in their websites yes. and we're glad to work with them. So check them out. Highly recommended content in English about Israel. Also, ajn.timesofisrael.com, the Australian Jewish news. Um, check them out if you want to stay updated. Yes, yes, yes. On things that have to do with 
Australia. And Jews. And Jews. And, of course, we do this on our free time, so go click that big donate button yeah, at 2njb.com slash donate. Yeah, it's not that big, but look for it. Spend yeah. the time. It's worth it because we really need it. Help yeah. us out. Thank you. 2njb.com slash donate. And that is it. Thank you. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye, guys. Be here again. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.